the Bible Study Podcast, episode 304. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of First Timothy. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We're going to pick up the study of First Timothy, still in chapter 1, starting in verse 12. The Lord's grace to Paul. I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has given me strength, that he considered me trustworthy, appointing me to his service. Even though I was once a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent man, I was shown mercy because I acted in ignorance and unbelief. The grace of our Lord was poured out on me abundantly, along with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. But for that very reason I was shown mercy, so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. Now to the King, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. In these few verses, Paul talks just a little bit or references just a little bit his own personal faith experience. And you may remember what that is. Paul was one of those people who was approving of the persecution of Christians as a young man. When they were going to stone Stephen, the first of the Christian martyrs, they laid their cloaks at the feet of a young man named Saul. And then Saul later on goes on to persecute people, to arrest them, and to have them killed for believing in Jesus, because he does not believe at that time that their belief, the Christian belief, the Christian faith, although it hasn't become known that yet, is true. He thinks that it is a false religion, and for that reason, he does what he does. On the road to Damascus, he comes in contact with the risen Jesus, who speaks to him, who strikes him blind, and turns him around and changes his direction. And Paul is referencing this. He's saying, I was once a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent man. And when he says a blasphemer, he was one of those people who was saying that Jesus wasn't the Messiah, that Jesus wasn't the Son of God. And by that, because he was accusing other people of blaspheming, he says that it was actually him that was doing it. And he talks about why would God save Paul? Why of all people Paul? Isn't Paul, in fact, or isn't Saul, someone who should be most condemned and not someone who should be brought into service with Jesus? And the first thing he is saying, basically, is one of the things that this does is it tells us something about God. Paul says, by the very fact that I am speaking to you and the very fact that I'm a Christian, it tells you something about God. It tells you something about the grace of God. And remember, we say that grace means to get something good that we don't deserve. And Paul says, that's what happened to me. I didn't deserve to be saved. I didn't deserve the love that God has shown me. I didn't deserve this ministry that I have. I was, in fact, the worst of sinners. And it tells us something about God. And then he also says he was an intentional decision on Christ's part, on God's part, to display his patience by choosing Paul, by showing that even Paul, who was persecuting and killing his own people, is loved by God. It gives him as an example for us. You may or may not have had a chance to use that, but as I'm 
talking in juvenile hall, for instance, and I'm talking to people who have come to my Bible study because they have committed a serious offense and someone has been hurt. One of the questions that sometimes comes up is, can God love even me? What if I'm a murderer? Can God love even a murderer? And at that time, I can say, well, let me tell you about Paul. Let me tell you about King David. Let me tell you about Moses. That, in fact, while that is not something that God approves of, God still loves you. What you did was wrong, but God loves you enough not to leave you in the situation where you are. And that's what Paul is saying, that Paul's life, the very turnaround story, was one of those things that people couldn't dismiss because everybody knew about Paul, and they knew about Saul also. He can't help saying that without that turning into praise. Now to the King Eternal, Immortal, Invisible, the Only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. When we think of the grace of God, when we think that God has shown us favor that we didn't deserve, praise is a natural response and an appropriate one. He goes on, Timothy, my son, I am giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies once made about you, so that by recalling them you may fight the battle well. Hold on to faith and a good conscience, which some have rejected and so have suffered shipwreck with regard to their faith. Among them are Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I have handed over to Satan to be taught not to blaspheme. This is a very odd paragraph here. First of all, we learn a couple things. We learn that Paul is writing to Timothy and that there have been prophecies made about Timothy, which he doesn't get into. But basically he's saying, God has something in mind for you, right? That's what the prophecies are implying. And he says, hold on to faith and a good conscience. So hold on to your faith, what you believe, and then also keep your conscience clear by your actions, by what you do. And he says, some have rejected that. Some have rejected keeping a good conscience. They have relied on the grace of God, and they have put a barrier between themselves and God because of their actions. They have shipwrecked their faith. It's an interesting expression, but they basically have recklessly dealt with the grace of God, and they have shipwrecked their faith. They have they have done damage to themselves. And then he lists these two people in particular, Hymenaeus and Alexander, and says that he has handed them over to Satan. And I think what that means is that he has given them enough rope to hang themselves, is the expression we would say in English. He has at some point given up on trying to correct them from their sin to let them suffer the penalty of their sin, but not because he's mean, but so that they may be taught not to blaspheme, so that they may learn a lesson. Sometimes we need to to suffer the consequences of our sin to learn not to do it, to learn to be brought back into relationship with God. And that is what it sounds like he's done with these two men. I don't want to skip ahead to the next chapter just yet. We'll save that for next week. So let's pause here a little bit more about this. How is it that our faith is built up? Our faith is obviously built up by encouragement from others, and that is one of the reasons that Paul writes to Timothy, is to encourage his faith, to tell him to continue along the road. He is not alone. Paul was with him in this, and that God has something in mind for him. And I think that is one of the ways that we can encourage each other's faith, is to remind people they are not alone, that God has a plan for them, and that we are with them, that we can help. So that's a great 
lesson here. And the other way that we see here, how can we grow in our faith is to go through difficult times or to actually um, be disciplined by God. And that's one of the things that's going to happen here with these two who have gone astray is that Paul is expecting they will be disciplined. There will be consequences of their actions and that hopefully through those consequences, they will learn something. Now, I was always the good kid growing up. I was the one that my father didn't have the heart to discipline me because I felt so bad about what I had done. And I think that's part of what God wants us to do is God has given us a conscience. He has sent the Holy Spirit to convict us when we do go astray because he wants us to feel bad that we've broken that relationship. Not so much that he wants us to feel bad, but he wants us to run back into the arms of God. He wants, like me as a child, when I felt so bad that I had broken that relationship between my parents and myself, he wants us to cherish that relationship above all things and to put the pleasing of God above all other things so that we run back into the arms of God is the natural response when we do screw up, when we do sin. And with that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com or to send me an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Jesus wants our fears to launch us toward faith. Then he grins and says, Do you trust me? Because together, we can do this. With Mornings with Jesus, you can start your day in a positive way. Find hope through inspirational stories and scripture. Go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Mornings with Jesus. You can also download the Abide app for biblical meditations at abide.com.